0: Welcome to Sheesh Fit, a celebration of good health and an examination of holistic fitness. I'm your host, Ashish Thomas. Today, I want to discuss chin-ups and pull-ups, how to perform them, how to integrate them into your routine, as well as some tips and tricks. And that's because they are some of the best back exercises you can do. These exercises have a valuable place in most resistance training routines, since they're challenging, stimulate multiple muscle groups, can be progressively overloaded, and are fun to do. Now, some of you may be wondering what the difference between the chin up and pull up is. The chin up, unlike the pull up, involves a supinated grip. To be clear, a supinated grip involves having your palms face you, while a pronated grip means having your palms face away from you. An easy way to think of this is when you have a supinated grip, you can place a cup of soup in your hand because your palms are up and you're able to hold the cup. With the chin up, when you grab the bar, you will have a supinated grip, so you grab the bar with your palms towards you. With the pull up, you will have a pronated grip, so you grab the bar with your palms facing away from you. That's the only real difference when it comes to form. However, I've noticed that the chin-up is more often executed with the arms closer together than the pull-up. When it comes to muscles trained, the chin-up has a bit more emphasis on the bicep and gets some more chest involvement. However, the pull-up works your back musculature more. Because of the grip, it's far harder to harness your arm strength for the pull-up. The choice of exercise really depends on your goals and what your program requires. If your arm training is lacking, the chin-up is the better option. But if you want to optimize the work you put in for your back, then do the pull-up. You may find chin-ups easier though. When I started, that was the case for me. And that difference in strength between the pull-up and chin-up was due to the fact that I struggled activating my back musculature. So I was pulling solely with my arms when I was doing both movements. That obviously limited my strength. So fixing my form really helped me get stronger with both the chin-up and pull-up. But before I get into the biomechanics itself, I just want to mention that if you can't perform these exercises at all, or can't perform more than five reps, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do them. You can build up your back strength by using a resistance band to support you during the movement. If you're going to a gym, there would also be machines That would provide you assistance with the motion. Doing more back exercises can also improve your pulling strength. You can do more back rows and focus on progressive overload, but if you have access to one, a pull-down machine would be a better option as it more closely mimics pull-ups and chin-ups. But to quickly go back to the assisted resistance band variation of the pull-up slash chin-up, keep in mind that using this kind of assistance isn't reserved for beginners. You can do it at a very advanced level as well to make it easier for you to explode up on the concentric and also get practice with higher rep ranges. Eventually you'll be able to hit those higher rep ranges without the help of the bands. But that's an important point. People always talk about using resistance to gain strength, but you can also use assistance to do the same. All right, with that covered, we can get into form. Starting at the bottom position, the grip width is very important. You shouldn't keep your arms too close because that would lead to them getting worked more than your back. Close grip pull-ups and chin-ups are very underrated arm exercises, but this discussion is about using these exercises to train the back. Also, as I mentioned, the arms are not able to lift as much load as the back. Now, if you go too wide, you begin to lose your range of motion, And it causes your elbows to point out too much to the side, leading to shoulder joint problems. So that's something to also avoid. The ideal grip width is a little outside of shoulder width, with both hands roughly the same distance away from your midline. You can get this position by bringing your arms up to how you would for an overhead press, then making a 90 degree angle with your elbows, and finally reaching straight up for the bar. Then get in the dead hang position and for stability, keep your chest up. This gives you additional tightness and keeps your upper body in a strong position. Being loose makes the movement more awkward and inefficient, and it could lead you to also pull more from one side and give you muscle imbalances. Going to leg positioning, a lot of people keep their legs crossed while others keep their legs straight. With their core and glutes contracted. Doing the latter will activate the anterior chain since it causes the core to become involved as a stabilizer. This is definitely a good thing, but the argument for crossing the legs is to remove any involvement of the anterior and solely focus on the posterior muscles that the exercise was intended for. I'm of the belief that either way works, but contracting your abs to get them involved as stabilizers can aid the movement but crossing your legs would probably be easier when you're doing these exercises with weights. Now, when you go up, make sure you keep your chest up, but don't try to tilt your body forward. Just keep the upright position. With that in mind, squeeze the bar, think about pulling the bar down to you instead of pulling yourself up, and keep your eyes straight up to see the bar. Also, aim your chest at the bar. Despite its name, the goal of the chin-up, as with the pull-up, is not to get the chin over the bar. The goal should be to touch the chest to the bar. With that in mind, as you go up, make sure your elbows aren't flaring out. They should be facing as forward as possible throughout the entirety of the movement. That means you should be able to draw a straight line from your wrist to your elbow. A popular cue to keep the elbows in proper position is to think about pulling them into your back pockets. This is very helpful to keep your elbows close to your body and also to contract your back as you go up. A common mistake is to lose your tightness at the top and experience scapular protraction, which is when you round forward. Keeping the chest up is the best way to avoid that. You don't want to start to protract because you could develop muscle imbalances over time. So not only should you keep your chest in position as you go up, keep it that way as you reach the top as well. And also when you go back down. When you're going down for the eccentric, you shouldn't be dropping yourself. You should control the movement. Oftentimes the eccentric portion of the lift is neglected, even though the stretch causes further micro tears and leads to muscle growth. By neglecting the eccentric, you're essentially skipping out on half of the exercise. We should actually try to emphasize the eccentric. One way to do that is to slow down the movement as you go down. Working with tempo like this is just another way of increasing intensity. So now that we've covered the entire range of motion, it's important to keep in mind that the movement should be a consistent straight up and down motion. There should be no side to side movement. One side should also not pull more than the other. These problems can lead to muscle imbalances. But those are all the key points of the pull-up and chin-up form. You can progress these movements by using a weight belt and gradually overloading. As you go up in weight, don't get too carried away and use weights that you can't control. There shouldn't be any kipping for most of the set. Be strict and rely solely on your strength. So don't cheat for these movements, even if that means you have to carry less weight. If you want to pull more weight, try getting stronger by going past failure with the weight you normally carry. To do this, after you finish a set and can't pull up anymore, jump up to the top position and then focus on the eccentric downward movement. This is called a negative pull up and it eccentrically overloads the movement. Eccentric overload is tremendous for muscle gains, but the main reason for the inclusion of the negative pull ups is that it helps you squeeze out a few more reps and make progress. Also, try other methods of overload. As I said, using assistance is very underrated. And can contribute to improved performance. With all that said, perform these exercises consistently, follow the steps, and you're bound to see results.